0: I sail the lonely deep In the midnight watch I keep I stand amazed when the stars on the pillows gleam And though I know a storm is rising Above a dark horizon I know, my Lord, I know you're here with me Let there be light, Lord, let it shine Out of your heart, here in the mind When it rains from heaven above Let it bring sweet heavenly love Let there be light, let there be There's a call on the restless tide It's like a long and endless night and it breaks the bow like a raging symphony And though I may be far from sure I am anchored at heaven's door Cause I know, I know, Lord You're here with me
1: So let the be a light Oh, Lord, let it shine out of your heart, here in the mind. Lead
0: me out of the eye of the storm and the promise of the crimson dawn. Let there be light, see Jesus, let there be. Grace is a no your grace is a no find me here. I'm surrounded in a notion of love your grace is a no grace is a no find me here. I'm surrounded in a notion of love your grace is a no
1: your grace is enough Find me, my Lord I'm surrounded in a notion of your love Let that be love Be light. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, there is wonder. Power, there is power, there is a wonder working power.
2: The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. Rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock, rock, rock.
3: Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the Infidel. I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty and also Sons of Liberty In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sons of libertymedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever device you've got. Look for the Rumble icon. Bottom right-hand corner, click on that. Uh, Join us in the chat on Rumble. we got a lot of friends over there this morning, so good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And uh, also, while you're there, please subscribe to that channel. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the name of the channel on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. I know we have a lot of people who watch from before itsnews.com as well and appreciate those guys giving us a spot <laughs> with with the sound here uh boy in any case <laughs> this goes out late afternoon early evening all right for our email uh, just sign up for that. You should get the first one um, sometime this evening. And uh, so that should should be fine. Um, if you're not getting it, if you've signed up, check make sure you haven't unsubscribed. If you have, you can contact us. There's a contact link up here at the top of the page. That'll take care of that, okay? Um, also, one last thing. Our store is available. TheSonsOfLiberty.Squarespace.com And um, boy, I'm just having my, my computer's just doing Whatever it wants to do right now uh, With my sound <laughs> I don't know why that is But in any case All the profits were pointing to the front This is Bradley's latest book uh, $10 in our store You can also get the book That came out just before this Called Soldier of the Cross That's also $10 in our store And we've got the bundle there as well So you can pick that up in the store uh, the bundle includes a Soldier of the Cross book, the T-shirt of your size, and then these dog tags uh, that we've got. You know, you guys have seen them, silver or black, your choice. And uh, they start that bundle starts at $34. So if you want to pick that up, you can still do that, okay? All right, so, you know, there's been a lot of news about, uh, you know, usurping parental rights uh, over a, a variety of things. And this has been going on for quite some time, uh, especially concerning the medical-industrial complex, Okay. Uh, I remember covering stories uh, especially up north I think most of them were out of Boston if I wasn't if I'm not mistaken but there a lot of them happened, centered and happened around Boston where they would take kids and they'd say oh they need this vaccine or they need this surgery or they need this that and the other and the parents didn't want to put them through it and they would literally go and kidnap the kids and go do that to them well, We've seen the stories where they're not even having to do any of this stuff anymore. They're just doing it behind the, the, the parents' backs as the parents forsake their God-given duty, which is to teach and educate their own kids, Deuteronomy 6. You guys have heard me read it time and time again. And they send them to the state indoctrinated instructors, okay, to indoctrinate them. They're not there to educate them. They're to learn. I, I hate to even use this term, facts. Because you guys know about what I learned with history and what I was taught in school about history is almost all completely a distortion of what actually went on. And so <clears throat> while they are indoctrinating them, now they're wanting to mutilate their bodies. They want to give them shots. They want <clears throat> to excuse me, teach them to do all sorts of depraved things. And mom and dad, if you're sending your kids to the public schools, there's nobody to blame but you you're supposed that's what a parent is it's it's a it's a guardian it's a protector it's a teacher it's one who loves their kids the one the one god gave their children to you're you're supposed to look after that not an agent of the state and so we got this story coming out of jersey um in which a father has alleged that Delaware Valley High School was socially transitioning his daughter wow purportedly to be to a male without informing him. Now, let's just get something out of the way and we're going to bring our guest on. You can't, there is no such thing as transitioning. You can't go from a man to a woman. I don't care what they do to your body. I don't care what they put in it or put on it or take off of it. All you're going to do is cause yourself more and more problems. Why? Romans 1 tells us it's because people have been turned over to this reprobate mind and they dishonor their bodies because they won't honor God. And you say, well, that's kind of harsh. Look, I didn't write it. That's the Word of God. That's what it says. That's our foundation. That's the foundation upon which our laws are written. And so I'm not going to apologize for that. That is the history, long term, of the United States and the men who established us, okay? All right, so to help me do that is Ron Baruti, and he's an attorney out of uh, New Jersey, and he's taken on this issue. And Ron, it's great to have you. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty, man.
2: Hey, Tim, thanks for having me.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so what's going on here? I mean, look, I've covered a lot of stories. There's a new one out. I've sent a message out to, I think the couple is out of Montana, and they've taken their young, I want to say she's very young entertains her teens, uh, daughter, and they're kind of left. And i got to tell you, Ron, i got 10 kids of my own. And I've been through the CPS system for nine months. They put us through you know, visits and all this stuff. And you're talking about people dumber than a box of hammers. I mean, when I say that, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm saying they don't have any thinking skills about them. It's just all threats and force. I'm going to take somebody out if they try to take my kid and mutilate them. I'm just going to to do it. I've already settled that in my mind from that experience before. What's going on up here in Jersey?
2: Uh, Again, Tim, thanks for having me. Uh, What's going on in Jersey is really uh – I guess disgusting is the best word I could use for it. Um, here we have a situation where uh, my client—I called him uh, John Doe. He's, he's, we filed anonymously for him, and his daughter, we'll call Jane Doe, Jane. Um, so Jane uh, Jane lost her mother at uh, four years old. Excuse me, and uh, suffered. You know.
3: you guys see what's going on again? in years? Um, okay. Sorry about that. We lost your some... sound there for a second. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so... been um, uh, ...professional therapy uh, for her conditions and, and her grief, and uh, under the care of medical doctors, and uh, her father's aware of the situation, uh, treating it conservatively, Respects his daughter's uh, rights, but at this stage of the game, his daughter is a minor, and uh, he does not want the daughter to, uh, you know, he wants her to concentrate on on school. In school, she joins a group, uh, some kind of uh, LGBT group, I guess, and uh, and at the group, she announces uh, that she. And, you know, there's a peer pressure, of course, and she says, well, I think I'd like to be a boy. And immediately the school uh, counselor uh, affirms her gender as a boy and out goes an email to all and underline this, but to teachers in the school uh, saying that J- under New Jersey the, uh, policy or law, supposedly, uh, that her gender identity must be uh, respected as a boy and that everyone should treat her and call her by her new name. We we'll call it Bob. I don't know what it is. Felix. I don't know, and uh, and and so that's what happens. The father is completely unaware of this. There's no question asked of Jane of whether she's in therapy, whether she's had trauma, whether anything. It's just an automatic acceptance of this young child's desire, uh, at least yeah, probably transient desire, uh, to to be a boy. Uh, long story short is, is that a couple months later, the father finds out about it. Demands that the school stop doing this, uh, advises of the therapy that's being undermined by the school. Um, And you can also you can only imagine a gut punch. The father found out from another parent, a friend of his, uh, sort of without really even uh, the the other parent thought that the father knew. But it turns out they've been hiding it from the father for uh, all this this time and basically having his daughter lead a double life at home and, and, and away from school. But you can only imagine how damaging that is to a child. Um, so the school has refused to uh, stop with this social transitioning that they call it. Uh, we, we sent this, we served a cease and desist to the school uh, advising that we believe that the, the school is violating the father's constitutional parental rights and also federal statutes. And uh, they continue to refuse. So we had to file, we filed a federal lawsuit uh, seeking to enforce parental rights, in a, a lawsuit which we think uh, has uh, great merit, and which, uh, with any with any luck, will ultimately find its way to the United States Supreme Court.
3: Yeah, man, I, <clears throat> I apologize, guys. Uh, something is uh, my computer's just doing its own thing here. You you know I'm on the backup, so <laughs> it's just changing out. So I apologize, Ron. You cut out just a couple of times. It wasn't your fault. It's it's on my end. Uh, but when I hear stuff like that, uh, okay. Here's what I don't understand, Ron. Maybe you can help me a little bit in some of this. I don't know. Uh, Before we get into this, if a school is doing this, let me... If you have a child, Ron, and you put them in the school, and they're doing this to your daughter, do you send the daughter back the next day, or do you keep them away from that viper pit? I, I... uh, what, what's yeah, well, what's with the first what's the first step in all of this because they've obviously they're obviously getting you in, involved in this shouldn't the first step be you know recommendation don't send your kids to that don't send your kids to the school there that's well, that should be the s- first before you do anything don't you think
2: let me say a couple things sure. first of all um you know every every single person has different circumstances right it's it's easy for one person to say this is what should be done for somebody else but that's not the way life works. But in this particular case, actually, that is what the father did. The father uh, pulled pulled the kid from school and uh, got the doctor and therapist to provide notes that uh, it's in the best interest of the child to uh, be at home school. And this is actually where the story starts getting even worse. Subsequent to our filing the lawsuit, uh, the school district has insisted, uh, has tried to compel um, the the student to have... uh, quote unquote, at home schooling at a public library, which at which they said they would then uh, still continue with the social transitioning. And now they've we rejected that. And now they have said they want the student to come after school hours. And and of course, they're going to still do the social transitioning. And, and, you know, the student is not at home because um, she has pr- trouble with other students in the school. This isn't a bullying situation to where she has to be Uh, quarantined or kept away from kids because of what's happening. She's uh, the the real danger is the the school staff and administrators. And this is not about keeping, you know, they, they, they're the ones who need to be kept back. And we're trying to get a restraining order, preventing the school from uh, from continuing down this path. And, you know, uh, you know, you're in South Carolina, great, great state. Maybe one day I'll live there. But right now I live in New Jersey, which is just, uh, you know, it's 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 a whole different world here. And uh, it's a very expensive place to live and uh, to, to work and to live and to raise a family. Most people don't have the ability to just uh, homeschool. And, and most people sure. don't have the ability just just to just to send people to kids to private school. Yeah. For a lot of people, their only options to public school. And you have to send the kids there. You're obligated by law. And here's the thing, because Jane is not attending school now the way they want they're they're saying that she is truant and they actually sent family services out to have a conversation with my clients uh, with my client and um it's they're they're going to force this any way they can unless we stop them which we fully intend to do
3: yeah yeah i i, I hear what you're saying you know i tell people my story uh me and my wife have been married almost 30 years we just had our 29th anniversary and um, one, you know, we've got ten kids. I've never made over sixty thousand dollars a year in my life, except for two years of my life. Um, so I know what it is to to, to have it tough, I, you know, tough financially. Here, I've had that all my life, um, and so I always encourage people to at least move in that direction. I'm glad to hear Dad was doing was doing. You're right. Everybody doesn't have the same things, but I got to tell you, me knowing me, I would do everything I could to try to get my kid out of that situation, to protect them. That's my job as a parent. My job as a parent is not just to work and stuff. It's to protect and to to provide for my family. And so that's why I was saying those things, and that's why I encourage people. I know everybody can't do everything at once, but I always say, if you can see the goal there, if you can see the benefit, the vision that God has set for parents with their children, I said, then move towards that. If it takes you some time to do it, then do it. But that to me, that's part of what we talk about here, about repentance, about changing the way that we think in order to change the way our practice is okay so where this stuff is going does dad have anybody uh threatening him uh are they are they have they made any attempts to try to take his daughter and things like this uh and force this on her well as i said they they
2: they're trying to force it on her they're they're trying to compel her to go to school and, and to continue with this social transitioning so to so to speak and and they're sending the uh, state family services out. Why isn't your daughter in school? Uh, so, yeah, this is this is really uh, I mean, it's, it's really tyrannical. And uh, the, the father is very clear. <clears throat> We've been very clear that. And actually, they, they did that after we filed this lawsuit. It's it's uh, and we filed the lawsuit not only against the school district. And this is the important thing. We filed the lawsuit also against the New Jersey attorney general and the New Jersey uh, commissioner of education, because the school district is taking the position that they're legally obligated to do this, uh, that, that if they don't do it this way, they're violating the law. They're, they're discriminating under New Jersey law against the child. And, and um, so we've, we've uh, argued we've only filed on behalf of the father to enforce his parental rights under the constitution and their cases that we believe support our position. Uh, and, uh, but we've sued the attorney general in the, in the Department of Education, seeking an injunction, preventing them from enforcing laws uh, or, or, or promulgating and enforcing policies <clears throat> that uh, would violate the, the parental constitutional rights of parents.
3: Yeah. So help me out here. I, I couldn't ask this if I had a woman on the show, but I'm going to ask you, how old are you? Me? Yeah. I'm 57. Okay, so you're just you're just a little older than I am. Um, since when do we let children dictate what is best for them? I, I mean, I grew up in a time where no, nah, if the kid said, "Mama, I," th-, you know, if, the, if if I walked up to my mom and I said, "I think I'm a boy," she'd go, "Well, you're not." <laughs> so correct yourself, right? Um, when did we start letting children determine? What they were going to do with their life when they haven't even, I mean, they haven't even fully developed physically, uh, mentally, spiritually, any of this stuff. They haven't developed anything. Why would we let the child lead the parents and then let the state come along and encourage the child in what has commonly been known as depravity? I mean, the Bible says that a man doesn't wear the things pertaining to the woman or the woman the things to the man. That's a part of this quote-unquote transitioning. When do we start letting them do this, Ron?
2: Uh, <laughs> when, when is a heart governmental government left to, um
3: And I do apologize, guys. I, something's going on here with the, uh, the audio. I, Ron, this happens. Uh, Bradley talks about it. Uh, it never ha- it never happens to us, but then there's a first time for everything, right? And I'm just ha- this is just doing it all on its own. I'm not hitting a cord or anything. It's just doing whatever's doing. Okay. I'm trying so, to stop my message. <laughs> yes, go ahead. You, you cut out for that little section. You said you didn't know when it happened, but but we have seen it progressively starting to happen. I think a a lot of it comes from an influence from the U.N. They're trying to take parental rights, and they're trying to undermine it with the rights of the child. And everything, to me, the law speaks to, many times what it's doing is it's speaking to the fathers or the parents um, rather than the child. Because even we recognize within law, there's a certain age where we consider them to be an adult, and there's a you know anything under that is considered a minor, and so they're treated different in that because we recognize they're developing different. So that's that's why I kind of asked that question.
2: No, but and, I, and and I was answering when we got cut out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know what, what this is is uh, I can't say when it happened, but what it is is that it is uh it's it's a it's about power and, and it's about uh, control. Um, the the state of New Jersey is is dabbling with the idea now of, of giving sixteen year olds the right to vote. Why? Because sixteen year olds are impressionable and and, and they they they're very feeling was oriented. They're not they don't have their brains fully developed, as you indicated. You know our brains aren't fully developed probably until we're twenty five years old. And in fact, I've seen some studies that suggest with transgenderism that um, the desire to to, to transition uh, often it really drops off the table uh, after twenty five. Because why? Because you're, you're able to really fully comprehend and think and, and you have a fully developed brain and you're able to to rationalize fully. Kids can't. And so uh, so this is a way to to control kids, to get kids to really separate from their parents politically and everything else and uh, and, and to keep people in power who really are uh, reprobates.
3: Yes, well, that's that's exactly right, and you know we've talked about this as part of the forty-five communist goals, the Communist Party goals to take down America. Right smack dab in the middle is all this sexual degeneracy, and if people don't think this going after kids, hold on, I've got a phone call coming in, and uh, let me just take that here, and then we'll shut off that noise. I got to turn that off. I I usually have my phone just completely on stun, right, so you don't hear it at all. Uh, but in any case, we, we have that kind of stuff going on, and this is just another step in the whole WXYZ stuff is the targeting of children. And why is that? Because when you go down this road of sexual degeneracy, you can't procreate. This is why you have the sodomites and the lesbians trying to adopt children. I mean, guys, can you think of anything so backwards from what's going on? God did not create two men. He didn't create two women. He created a man and a woman, and he did that. He made them in his image in order that they might fulfill the dominion mandate that he gave, which was take dominion over the earth and fill it. They're supposed to have kids. They're supposed to teach them the law of God and obey it. And boy, I tell you what, people want to mock that, you know, Ron. And I got to tell you, when you you look at it, you go, which world would you rather live in? One, to where the people submit to the laws of God and they live free in liberty under that, not under the thumb of an oppressive government, but they live free in liberty, or would you rather live under this degeneracy that's being pushed on us? And, Ron, I think the majority of people are pushing back against this, especially when it comes to attacking the kids. So let's ask about this little girl. You said, or I think that you're alleging, that Federal Statute 20 U.S.C. 3401-3 is is being violated here. Can you explain that a little bit? I'm just reading out of this Central Jersey Newswire uh, thing that Christina sent me, and it says, it provides, quote, that parents have the primary responsibility for the education of their children, and states, localities, and private institutions have the primary responsibility for supporting that parental role. So the obvious question is, if parents have the primary responsibility of their education, why is this girl being considered truant, and how does this apply in this particular case that you're dealing with right here?
2: Yeah, well, uh, we actually we're actually uh, arguing that the federal statute has a secondary issue. The primary issue is that there's a fundamental constitutional right. There are two fundamental constitutional rights at play here, and those fundamental constitutional rights are the right to the uh, care custody and nurture of the child which resides first in the parents whose primary function and freedom includes preparation for obligations the state neither can neither supply nor hinder and that's a case called troxel versus granville from 2000 it's what they call a plurality the opinion only four justices agreed on that point but they won the case uh, so that particular uh holding is not set in stone and we hope to make it set in stone with this case And the other right is the uh, under a case from 1923, Meyer versus Nebraska, that parents have the right to, quote, teach and to engage. So to instruct their children. So here, these uh, school districts and the state with its law to the extent that it's it's uh, violating those things are, are absolutely walking on. These are fundamental constitutional rights of the parent, of the father. And we're arguing that those rights cannot be abridged that they are uh, in a fundamental constitutional right is, you know, they're, they're all various rights that we have. Uh, but the the, the most uh, sacred, so to speak, of the rights are those that are fundamental because they're part of our nature as human beings and they're baked into the Constitution, the idea of individual rights. And those are, you know, free speech, uh, right to worship, right not to worship, the right to uh, assembly, you know, these kinds of things, uh, Second Amendment. Um, you know, these are things that are fundamental, you know, right of defense, and et cetera. Um they're fundamental to, to, to humanity and, uh, and and so is parentage. Um, you know as you, as you said, you know, parenting is the natural order of life. Family is the natural order of life. and uh, and and so the, the United States Supreme Court in a couple of occasions has has laid out that these are fundamental. And for a fundamental right, um, there are various levels that the courts will look to uh, look at when determining whether rights are violated. The fundamental right rights, it's what they call strict scrutiny. And strict scrutiny is um, is the, the court provides a very difficult standard uh, that, that puts the uh, onus on the state to prove that what they're doing is um, so incredibly important. And that the way that they have to uh, violate the right and that the way they're going about violating the right is the least intrusive way that they can do it. Well, obviously. They're not even, they're just, they're ignoring the fathers right here altogether. Uh, and in, fact, in fact, and I said before, when <clears throat> the school sent out an email to all the teachers, they left two people off. Well, who do they leave off? They left off two teachers who are friends and have uh, involved, they're involved with this family. They specifically left these teachers off so that this issue could be hidden from the father. And that is unpardonable. Um, and whenever the school would talk to the to the father about the uh, daughter, you know, anything to do with school grades, whatever it is, they would call the daughter by her given name. They wouldn't indicate that Jane was being called Bob. Everyone else has to call her Bob at the school, but when the school, when push came to shove and it went to the parent, they called her Jane. Why? Because they're hiding it from the father. They are surreptitiously It's essentially it's it's a mental kidnapping of this child.
3: Yeah, sure it is. Emotional
2: kidnapping, and um, and that's what was happening. So um, so the 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 statute you referred to is also every single school in the country uh, that receives federal money must comport with that statute. And again, if the plain language of the statute is that the parent is the primary educator, and the school must support the parent. Well, here. The school has uh, absolutely refused to uh, comport with uh, the father's wishes as to what's going on with the education. Uh, and, and they've threatened with, with truancy. They're not supporting. They're absolutely uh, turning the father into some sort of, uh, you know, to trying to make him out as an abusive parent, which is not the case. In fact, it's the opposite. He's the only one in the room who seems to have a sense of what's proper and right and, and legal.
3: Amen. Amen. Well, I think I think so, too. I think so, too. Ron, uh, are you up for a comment or question here? we got a caller on the line. You good for that? Sure. Okay. All right. Caller, are you there? I don't have your name or anything, but uh, you're on live here on Sons of Liberty. Hello? Hello. I don't think... I mean, they're on. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, they are on. Okay. All right. Going once... Go in twice. I got all the settings correct, so I don't know what's going to. Okay, sorry, caller. I, I don't know. Maybe you want to call back. We'll take you then. All right. So we you got off? You got out of the hot seat right there. <laughs> um, okay. So one of the things you know, I, I, I want to ask this question uh, from your perspective as an attorney, and I want to tell you, you know, attorneys don't get a good rap. I, I understand that. They they don't get they don't get one of those, but. Uh, you are in the midst of this, so you're speaking for this father, and I'm glad that you joined us to kind of give us the rundown of of what was going on uh oh, Joni called it yeah i can't I can't hear you I don't know it may be what's my my computer's doing here, Joni, and that may be my fault. if you want to try it again, we'll try it um I really need to turn down this volume on this, uh and we're doing this all live radio, right <laughs> um one of the things that I wanted to ask was you're you're saying that of what they're doing here with the um uh, with the child and, and how that's criminal and all. What if a parent... See, this is something not being able to done. And I titled this Transitioning Children. Here we go again. Uh, I, I did this Transitioning Children Without Parental Consent. But I think most of us out here, Ron, would see if a parent chose to put their child through this, it would be considered child abuse. Because there is no such thing as a transition. They would just be mutilating their child. And I, I got to tell you, man... When I watched this this little boy that was on Disney, the jazz guy, you know, I think he was one of the prominent, uh, you know, thinks boy thinks he's a girl people who was you know across the nation for some time, and then they went through the surgery with this young boy, and then I saw a video probably like last year of him. He's gained weight, doesn't want to get up out of the bed. Uh, doesn't want to do what he's got to do to maintain his wound. It's not a vagina, but it's a wound that's there. And the mom is just furious with him for all these kinds of things. I think that's child abuse, too. I think that that should be considered a violation of law, too. And some people say, well, the parents are going to choose. The parents are to do what's right. See, that's what the law is about. That's what God's law, natural law, all the things that our forefathers pointed to, it was about what is right, not what men write as law, because they've written a lot of pretended legislation, and we went through some of that with the Declaration of Independence. But would you agree that, that that's also a problem when a parent chooses to do that to their kid?
2: Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, you know, look— uh, we all hope that our kids are going to grow up to be uh, fully functioning adults sure. and will be able to make their own decisions as adults and to, to do the things that adults do. Um, and, you know, it's perfect, uh, but to, to, I think to uh, encourage or to put a child through that really is, is egregious. Um, you know, there was a time when, uh, you know, and I, it, I understand that there there is there are people who do have uh, gender dysphoria. There always have been, and and uh, and that, is, that has been treated for most of uh, human history as a psychological condition. Um, there, you know, we look at and uh, if you're a movie watcher, but you know, back when I was a younger guy, we had kid. Uh, there were movies, you know, uh, Dress to Kill, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, The Crying Game. You know, these all featured um, sort of this this transition situation yep. with uh, with men going to women, and and uh, it was really it's a mental it was a mental health issue, um, and and there's a there's a the, the book on uh, the main book on psychiatry is called the DSM, and every few years they update the DSM DSM one two three four now five well one through four treated gender dysphoria as a as a clinical condition that required therapy first and as a last resort there would be this uh, this mutilation uh but you, you have to understand that, that a, a person who in in that case uh, would would go through years of therapy uh, and and as a last resort so it's not a, as a child that wasn't happening uh you'd have to you know you really need to be an adult to 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 make those decisions uh now it's not treated as a mental health issue it's treated as normal Essentially, and 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 so that this this opened the floodgates to uh, to these transitions, and now you know kids are being mutilated, and we see the numbers. uh, These the suicide rate, the depression rate among among people with uh, this gender dysphoria is very huge. I think I think something like forty percent have attempted suicide, and and it's not you know people will say oh it's because they're not acceptable. That's not what the studies show they're, they're, they're mentally disturbed. Um, and, and they, you know, it, and it's a very sad, sad thing, you know, no one with a mental condition, it, it's, it's always sad. It's, it's a, it's a very horrible thing and, and you don't wish it on anybody, but, sure. um, but, but that's what's happening here. And so for a parent to uh, push this on a child, uh, you've mutilated your child, you've ruined that child's life. And, uh, and uh, frankly, that's, uh, no parents should be allowed to do that.
3: Yeah, I I totally agree. No, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because I, a lot of times we focus on what the school's doing, but then there are some of these parents that get right behind it and they're doing it even without a school and 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 things of this nature. And of course, we've seen how they've been abusing the kids. Uh, we saw that little boy that they were having dancing in the adult club for men for money. I mean, just this why why the why everybody in that place wasn't arrested is beyond me. I mean, that just I, seems I, I, so I, I obvious. I didn't hear about that but that is Oh yeah this what, what was his name Devin is amazing I think is what and you can tell they have drugged this kid he's just got this drugged look he was sitting between two men and they were talking about some kind of drug or something anyway they're just abusing these kids and the and the and the adults are letting it happen that's the thing I'm going to tell you in the in the old days and that wasn't too long ago if that went on down here in my neck of the woods, a bunch of rednecks would have got you, and you wouldn't have been heard from again. I mean, that's just the way it is. Because men under they understand that you don't tolerate that. You just don't put up with it. Uh, okay, we're going to try to take the caller again. I think it's Joni. Let's see if it is. Let's see if it works. If it doesn't, Joni, I I can't hear you. I'm sorry. It's probably my computer. Are you there? Okay, she's probably there, and we can't hear. Her. So I'm sorry, Joni. I'm going to go ahead and cut you off. I. Hi, Joni. <laughs> for whatever reason, we've got, uh, again, Ron, this is not par for the course for us to have so many techno. We do have them on occasion, but this one has been a doozy this morning. Boy, it's, I don't even know what's going on with that. Okay, so what's the next step that you guys have? Uh, and first of all, how long has this been going on that you've been representing the father here? Uh, and what is the situation and what are you expecting here in the future?
2: Yeah, so we filed uh, we filed in a, what they call an in in order to show cause an emergency application to the court with the complaint seeking immediate relief and injunction, stop this. Uh, we wanted the court order to stop what was going on. Um, and there's a process that, that's, and we filed in the federal court with the idea that uh, uh, ultimately this probably will end up, it'll give us a quicker uh, path to uh, the appellate courts to to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals here and then potentially the United States Supreme Court. Um but we, we've sought an injunction. Uh, yesterday we had, we filed about a month ago. Uh, no, a few weeks ago. And um, we had a argument yesterday. We finally got everybody served. And um, I have to do some more briefing by tomorrow. And they're going to come back with briefing next Wednesday. And then I have my reply briefing the following Friday. And then after that, I imagine we'll have a hearing or a decision from the judge as to whether the school will be enjoined and whether the attorney general will be enjoined from doing these things um, so under the under the federal system if uh, if you file for an injunction and the injunction is denied you have an automatic right to appeal to the Circuit Court of Appeals we would then if we if we were to lose the injunction and there's no saying we'll win in fact injunctions are hard to get and um, and uh, in most of our cases we actually look at them as as cases for appeal not really for the district court uh, so but if if we so if we were to lose the injunction battle, we would immediately file with the Third Circuit Court of Appeals uh, for a review of the decision. We would ask for expedited an expedited hearing in light of the fact that the this is an ongoing violation of what we claim are fundamental rights. And uh, we hopefully argue in Philadelphia um, in, a, in a couple of weeks uh, as to as to what happens. And we'd see what the appellate court says. The problem is in federal courts uh, that. Uh, there's federal courts are very hard places to litigate because the, the jurisdictional issues, there's a federal court of jurisdiction. Constitution has very strict rules as to jurisdiction. Statutes that have come down are very strict rules as to jurisdiction as well. Um, so there are always roadblocks that the defense will throw in that will try to avoid the actual issues, the actual substantive issues and try to deal with jurisdictional issues or with, uh, you know, some people would call technicalities. Um, they're not technicalities they are important parts of, of our keeping our, our courts uh, free and, and open, but, um, a lot of times that will be the basis for, for getting these suits knocked out of court. And so the idea is hopefully, uh, we get to the meat of the meat of the argument for purposes of the injunction so that that's what the issue is before the third circuit court of appeals, um, as opposed to dealing with jurisdictional issues. So, um, those kind of those kinds of issues would slow the case down.
3: Okay. All right. Well, it sounds to me like it's a pretty much a slam dunk from the the code, the, the U.S. statute that we have uh, that I cited earlier. It seems like that's a slam dunk. By there's the no way, there's no such thing as a slam dunk. There's I mean, it no seems like it. Anybody that reads what what I just read would would come away. Any normal thinking person, not any of these people who are caught up in their stuff. I get it. <clears throat> but any normal thinking person, I would think they read that and they go, "That's right." That's and this you know, it's kind of like Walmart. The customer is always right. Even if you bring something you've been wearing for 30 years and you bring it in and say, this doesn't fit. And they give you your money or whatever, how they used to do it. Uh, this seems like a slam dunk. I mean, to me, it does because it says you're supposed to support mom and dad. Stay. Right, but
2: as as I said, you know, what's going to happen and what I'm guaranteeing with them, I know what's going to happen is they're going to try to get everything. Uh, they're going to try to throw all the procedural roadblocks up that they can to prevent that issue from ever being joined, from ever being decided they, they wanted to get they want to you know in the federal court you have to get get over these hurdles first before you get to the substance of the issue and that's what they're going to try to do um i don't, I don't think they're correct legally but that's just this, that's going to slow things down i think ultimately you're right though i think ultimately if we if we get to the substance um which god willing we will if we get to the substance then yeah the statute is, is pretty clear and, and i think uh, more importantly we want to establish this uh, parental right to the care, custody, and control of the child uh, as, a, as a national, federal, constitutional, fundamental right that may not be abridged, that schools may not do things like this uh, behind the back of a parent without the, f- the full knowledge and without the full consent of of a fully informed parent. Uh, if If there's a fully informed parent who decides that this is okay for the child, I may not agree with it. But look, that's that's the, that's the parent's choice. Uh, the parent is the one in the kid with the control. But to to hide this and, and to to do this behind the back of parents? Absolutely not. It should never
3: happen. Amen. Amen. It shouldn't. You're exactly right. OK, so Joni put her question in the chat. So I'm going to ask this to you. And I think I know why she's asking, because we've seen a lot of these parental rights amendments in the states and at the federal level sort of being pushed and i see all kinds of i see all kinds of problems with that because at least at the federal level we didn't give them any authority over our kids we just didn't give them authority over that not in the education process definitely not in the mental health or the health aspect we just didn't give them that authority and so she says has any parental rights amendments have they have they have any of those been passed in new jersey uh and would you see them as a trojan horse or something that actually uh, enforces the rights of parents, because everything I've seen that's been put out, there are there's language in there that just opens it up. Well, if the government can blah, 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 then they... And that's, that's always the back door as to how to get in. Has anything, any parental rights amendments been passed in or legislation been passed in Jersey that would be a, a back door to usurping parental rights?
2: So... Um a couple a couple things there. Um, the, the first is is that uh, your concerned about the parental rights laws. Uh, again, we're seeking to have this determined uh, as a constitutional issue. Uh, if the Constitution provides that there is a fundamental parental right, uh, then that will use, that will uh, supersede any statute from state or federal. You just cannot touch it. It is inviolable. Um, so then that's the that's the ultimate goal with this case. But let's say that doesn't happen uh, in the state of New Jersey. And, and one of the, the things we're up against here is, is that the state of New Jersey has a law against discrimination that protects transgenders. And that's, you know, that's the law. That's fine. It's a, it's actually New Jersey has the most aggressive anti-discrimination law in the country, probably. And, uh, and it's done a lot of great, great things. A lot of done a lot of good, actually, I think. Uh, but in this case, um, it's being used as a cudgel. Uh, to enforce a state policy written by the Department of Education. And if you give me a second, I'll tell you what the policy says. Sure, and take that. you can see right away that the policy seems to, it's called uh, gender po- policy 5756 of, uh, of the state. The school district shall accept the student's asserted gender identity. Parental consent is not required. The student need not meet any threshold diagnosis or treatment requirements to have his or her gender identity recognized and respected by the school district, school, or staff members. In addition, a legal or court-ordered name change is not required. There is no affirmative duty for any school district staff member to notify a student's parent of the student's gender identity or expression. So that's the absolute opposite of the parental rights policy. That's that's, a totally, uh, that's a policy that totally deprives the parent of his or her rights or their rights uh so i don't so and then what's happened is the state attorney general has said under the law against discrimination that if that policy essentially is not followed it will be discriminatory against the child it'll be discriminatory to notify the child's parents how that's discriminatory i don't know me neither uh, it's it's absolutely in it, it, it's now discriminatory look a if if uh if a, if a kid needs to get an advil at school the parent has to consent but if the kid has to so wants to wants to socially transition parent can't be told it's absolutely uh it's incongruent and it's 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 irrational and uh frankly it's unconstitutional
3: yeah it's deb- it's diabolical is the as diabolical as what it is okay so, so uh, yes. Joni has something else she wanted to add And, you know, I know attorney-client privilege, and this is a minor and all this, but these are just some thoughts she had. She says, it sounds as though the girl had some unresolved grief issues over the death of her mother. And I'm sure that's probably a lot. And, look, all of us were there. Things, If you've had any kind of trauma, then it starts to make you rethink a lot of different things, maybe not necessarily your gender, but other. And she goes, this can lead to confusion in a traditional role, thinking if I was a boy, I wouldn't die early like my mom or you know, other things like that are blaming themselves or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I think, I'm just going to tell you, I believe the Lord puts us in certain situations to test us and to show where we're at or what we're thinking. And, you know, sadly, a lot of these these young kids are not ready for those kinds of things. They haven't matured. It's You know, our forefathers were 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, getting married, starting families and stuff like this. Now, They're almost 30 before there's, you know, people are nearly 30 before they're, quote-unquote, out of their adolescence. We're trying to keep them, you know, kids as long as they can. Uh, But they were doing things different. Nowadays, I mean, this idea that we're having so many kids, and I understand it's still a minority, but we're having so many of them that are confused, and then the state is coming along, and some of these NGOs are coming along, and they're encouraging them in their confusion rather than trying to help them uh, out of that confusion and have clarity. This seems to me exactly what the school is hellbent on is to keep the confusion going with this little girl and to attack her dad in the process. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Okay. So next on the agenda, next up, when's your, your next, uh, court date that you guys have going on?
2: So, uh, there'll be, like I said, a series of filings over the okay. next week. And, uh, Probably the following week we'll either have an argument or we'll get a decision. Um, And then at that point, uh, at that point, the question of an appeal will come up, whether it's a whether we need to file an appeal, an immediate appeal and seek to have that expedited or whether. um, Whether this case will uh, just be in a situation where there's an injunction and then we can litigate the issues and, and seek damages against the school for what they've done to this father.
3: Okay. All right. So and let me ask you this, too. Um, you said she's socially transitioning. My under, Let me make sure I understand that correctly. Outwardly, she's identifying that she is a boy. She wants to be called Bob, all this kind of stuff. Have, has, she, has the school offered her any of these hormone blockers, uh, possibility no. of a surgery or anything like that? Has any of that been presented to this young girl at all?
2: No, that's not. So they they do this in phases. There's a social transition, and then that leads to the physical transition. Um, so no, that's not that is not happening. If that happened, uh, that would be really, I mean.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I I completely agree. I I think the whole thing is over the line. Uh, but nevertheless, I right, just wanted so- to kind of see because sometimes they just, some of these schools I've, I've done some of the stories they just jump right to the. You know, start giving hormone blockers uh, and things of that nature. So it, I see this, Ron, as, you know, a temptation that comes to the child, too, of which I got to tell you, this is why moms and dads are there, to protect them from these kinds of things. That, that's your job. I know some moms and dads out there don't fully understand that, but I think the majority who listen to the show Do. And your job is to protect your child from these kinds of things. So when they're confused, mom and dad is to come along and to help them out of their confusion and to help them understand rather than to encourage them in that confusion and lead them down a path that's going to destroy them. Because like you said, there's going to be another phase that's going to come and drugs are just going to enhance whatever they're already thinking, you know, confusedly, if that's a word that I want to use. Uh, And then the next thing is going to be start cutting off body parts. Uh, and it's going to destroy the child's life. And, I mean, uh, I, I get frustrated over it because I hear it. And everything in me wants to just cry out against it and go deal with some people. That's what I want to go deal. That's what I want to go do. I confess that's what I do because I hear it. And it's an attack upon children. And you know, Ron, you've heard it before. Jesus said, if you cause one of the little ones, he was talking about little children. He even mentioned breathos, which can include those in the womb and outside of the womb. He says, let them come into me. If you cause one of them to stumble, it's better to take a millstone tied around your neck and throw yourself in the sea than to cause one of them to stumble. And somehow, our government is siding with the guy who should have a millstone around his neck many times rather than... The people were saying, no, 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 this is an injustice and it's against our kids. Well,
2: it seems like uh, government more and more is uh, is is being everything's being turned on its head. Right. We, we don't just do transgender cases. We do diversity, equity, inclusion cases. Sure. We do, uh, vaccine mandates. We do these kinds of cases. We take the hard cases. Um, and uh, it just government has turned everything on its head. And uh, and everything that was right is now wrong. And this is uh, obviously not true, but it's again, it's a, it's about power and it's about uh, if you convince enough pe- people, and especially kids. Look, uh, history shows that if you can separate the kids from the parents and you can indoctrinate them, they will support you. That's right. And um, so with Hitler, right? I mean, we see it. We see it with uh, in, in China. We see it in a lot of places. Um, th- this is just another form of indoctrination, and it's 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 got to be a stop has to be put to it.
3: Amen. I, I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad somebody is standing up and uh, and they're not taking it because a lot of parents, they get scared. They don't know the system. They're threatened with jail time, taking their kids, all this other. And in some cases, you know, the kids have already been taken. We mentioned the, the couple out of Montana. Uh, they've already been taken. We've had many people where CPS has been involved, not over transitioning, but over a number of other things. Uh, On the show before, and I got to tell you, I think CPS is one of the biggest criminal uh, government agencies out there. From everything I've seen, and I look, I know there's some some decent people in it. I get it, but I'm saying as an organization, uh, I think it's just a, I think it's a wicked organization. I think used to, you know, if we if if we did the way God commanded us to do, and the way our forefathers established things, if we did that, then the men of the community would be taken care of bad husbands or bad fathers. You know, they used to do that. The community used to police themselves. And they'd let them know, you're not going to do that here. We're not going to put up with it. And certainly if something like this happened, they would be dealing with that as well. So
2: yeah, well, the, the, the courts used to exist for purposes of correcting these things. And now the courts exist for purposes of uh, of, of furthering them down the line, it seems, that, that, that the courts are allowing this to happen uh, in, in the laws. And that, that's not, again, everything's flipped on its head.
3: Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I think they are doing that. Now, uh, Ron, we got about a, a minute and a half here. Uh, do, do you got a site, if people want to check you out and they want, to, they want to look you up, they want to see what's going on with you, and you're in the state of New Jersey there, uh, people know my daughter was up there for a couple of years, then down to Miami, Virginia, and now she's back here in South Carolina. But if they want to check you out, where would they go to to do that?
2: You well, know, first of all, I'm admitted uh, to New Jersey, New York, and Kentucky, uh, and uh, I do practice nationally. I have a few cases uh, out of the district. I practice with local counsel. I have a case coming up in Colorado. I have one in D.C. Um, you know, and I have one in Ohio right now as well. Uh, my website is our website is Murray It's M-U-R-R-A-Y hyphen N-O-L-A-N B-E-R-U-T-T-I dot com. Murray Nolan or you can just pop my name into Google, you find our website. Um and we are our, our function is we started our law firm January first, twenty twenty two. And we uh we our our mission is to really bring uh liberty and justice back into into order to take cases that people don't want to take that they're afraid to take uh to take on these these heavy issues we're suing BlackRock we're suing state state uh, state officials we're doing uh we take on vaccine mandates we do all these things uh, okay transitions uh got about 10 seconds equity, inclusion okay. so that's 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 what we do
3: okay all right guys hang on ron i'll say goodbye to you air. bradley b with it at three we'll see you in the morning at 6 a.m adios